Bushwhacks were some of uh, the worst days I've ever had in the mountains, or life, really. I, and I tell people all the time, never underestimate the Catskills. Yeah, you, you can't underestimate them. Why the Catskills is such a great place for trout. It is really the development of New York State. Catskills were responsible. Now you're listening to Inside the Line, the Catskills. All right, so Tom, I just got the the weekend review from the DEC from the the Ranger stuff. A couple th- things happened in in our area in the Catskills, man. Yeah, so I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, besides the chair bandits, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> Um, there was a wilderness search in Slide Mountain Wilderness. Uh, guy, 26 year old from West Islip, was on the summit of Wittenberg Mountain and uh, said he was lost due to the lack of experience and pro- improper gear. The hiker should wait there for ranger assistance. Ranger Horn and Sweeney reached the subject at 10 45 p.m., provided gear, food, and water, and began escorting him towards the trailhead. Resources were cleared at 2 a.m. So that was four hours of escorting him off of the trail. So it was also four hours before they got to him. So yeah, be aware that they don't just show up right away. Correct. As great freaking point. Exactly. Um, once again, I mean, Wittenberg isn't easy. <laughs> As we, no. we should we should know. So, I mean, he was just lost on, on Wittenberg Mountain. So at least, at least, you know, he wasn't lost off trail and stuff like that. So good thing they got him out. Uh, another incident that happened on July 12th, which again was six days ago, uh, Dawson and Jackson, Rangers Dawson and Jackson responded to a Hunter Mountain for a report of a hiker with a leg injury. 40-year-old from Scotia indicated she could not put any weight on her leg and used a walking stick to make it out of her car. The subject called Ranger Patchen and uh, alert that Rangers, she was out of the woods, but in a lot of pain. Rangers Dawson and Jackson provided medical care and the hiker drove herself to urgent care. And that started at 6 p.m. Resources were cleared at 9.07. So that's kind of odd that you would call them and then when you're when you're done, basically. And say yeah, you're okay. it is. <laughs> um, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw this and I was just like, this is interesting. You're like, I'm walking out, but I'd like to meet you at the trailhead. Yeah, or actually, it sounds like I'm already at the trailhead. It's That's what I thought. I was just like, interesting that they got service at, at the Spruceton area. Well, but it's possible that's where they had connectivity. I don't know. Interesting. I would think you'd have connectivity at the summit, but... I mean, there's almost a line of sight to the to a cell phone tower over there by the ski center. Yeah. Do you hear that thunder, Tom? You're going to be getting a thunderstorm. We got a nice thunderstorm going on. It looks like it might pass to our north. I'm not positive. I don't need to. I won't go to my weather app right now. But yeah, we. It's right now. Lori's outside working, so it's not raining right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It was just thundering and lightning here, like like and not like crazy, but you know, a little bit, you know, we were waiting for this. But I was just like, oh, it might hit Tom soon. So he might get what we're getting. Oh yeah, it looks like it's gonna hit a little north review. So you won't get nothing. I hope we don't get disconnected. No, no, we won't. 
usually I've never, I barely ever lose power or, or internet. So, I mean, we're right across the, the street from nice egg. So, well, you are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. So Tom, I've been watching you on, on Facebook and you guys are, are out. You guys have been kicking ass out West. So tell me about your trip. Well, we flew to Salt Lake city and then we took two days to drive to Montana via Idaho. And Lori, primarily Lori, was attending the uh, Forest Fire Lookout Association's Western Conference, which was uh, sort of three days. Uh, most of the afternoon was field trips to fire towers. So we hopped in uh, some SUVs and did some drive-ups. One of them was... Uh, Look like the fire towers they have out here, except it was made out of wood. And the <laughs> other was a uh, cinder block foundation with a uh, with a catwalk on top, and uh, you know enclosure to get out of the elements <clears throat> up at uh, six or seven thousand feet. In both, in either case, fantastic views. Wow! And they're both active, so we uh, we chat with the observers. They've got the. Uh, Osborne Firefinder there, which are pretty cool. There aren't very many of those left in New York. What are those, if you can explain? Um, it's sort of a three-dimensional set of just an allidade, which is a, a pointer on a map. It's a, it's a three-dimensional Firefinder. <clears throat> um, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know it, it helps not just locate what direction it is, but how far away it is. Oh, wow. The fire that is, or basically, it's usually, I mean, people say fire, but it's usually smoke people see, you know. So that was cool. And back to Idaho. Didn't do a whole lot in Idaho. And then we went over to Wyoming and visited the Grand Tetons. Nice. A, a day trip. It, they're spectacular, you know. They're just so rugged, you know. Yeah. Never actually climbed out there, but they're incredible how jagged the peaks are, and they just rise literally up out of a plane. Yeah. I mean, you can almost walk to the edge. It's it's that severe. <clears throat> Saw some bison and some other animals. Then we went to, uh, excuse me, Great Salt Lake and saw some more bison. And I think Lori actually had a bison burger. <laughs> oh, wow. That's ironic. <laughs> they actually, uh, they call the herd once a year. Because you know, on an it's it's called Antelope Island where they're at, and uh, you know, eventually there'd be too many bison, so they help nature take its course, I guess. Yeah. Any any plans to go back onto the Grand Tetons and actually do some climbing? Probably not. <clears throat> oh wow! I kind of like to get out to different places. You know, I'm, I've actually been there twice, which is kind of a, a rarity for me. I. Like you just keep exploring new places. Oh well, I I mean, I thought did you hike there before? Well, we just did one little uh, <clears throat> day trip to a waterfall back okay. when we visit, uh, viewed the eclipse in 2017. Oh wow, that was a backdrop. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Nice. And uh, did you guys have a good time? It looks like you had great weather. Oh yeah, I don't think it rained for more than like five seconds. You know, wow, awesome! It was it was cold in the morning, like forties, 
and then it warmed up to uh, well, Great Salt Lake got up to ninety eight degrees, but that was two different days. Um, they're having you know they're having the heat wave out there just like uh, the Southwest. Yet they don't have the humidity though. No, thank God. Oh, nice, that would be crazy. Yeah, so that's why it warms up so quickly. You know. Yeah, it was dry. Awesome. It sounds like you had a fantastic time and it and and the pictures look phenomenal. Now, you said those those fire towers are active. They actually have people observing 24 hours? Uh they're on duty all the time. I'm sure they sleep. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um I don't know exactly what their hours are, but uh they spend probably like a week at a time up there. Wow. And again, it, it's their drive up, so, you know, at least the two that we went to. So, worst comes to worst, they can always drive down to civilization and resupply or whatever, you know. Nice. Sounds like a fantastic trip, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, another thing I got about, you know, I did a, an episode with uh, Pete Nye about the Bald Eagle Restoration Project. That was, uh, I think it was like episode 52 or something. Great episode because, you know, Tom, you have been living in this area for such a long time. And you knew once again, when I was young in the 80s, you know, 70s and 80s, we had like one or two bald eagles in a whole New York state. It was insane. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty much on the edge. Yeah. We, and at like the bald eagles nest, I probably, one of them was in Sydney. I know that it was a tourist attraction. And the other was up north towards Rochester. And it's just, the, the craziness of what he told and he, and his stories he told was amazing. So the DEC announced a multi-year research study to improve bald eagle and golden eagle conservation effort. So basically this is about um, the, the shooting, you know, the, the guns and stuff like that with their lead uh, bullets, because once again, uh, you know, something gets shot. It, the the hunters can't locate it so the bald eagles will, will overtake it and then since there's bullet inside of it you know they'll get that lead poisoning and then they'll die so i mean we have i forgot what he said there's over 500 bald eagles and over 250 nests in the state so uh i i went over this checked it out you know um they're helping hunters uh, participate in the study and the DEC partners will be offering rebates about the $60 for purchase of, of certified, excuse me, non-lead ammunition of participation in pre and post hunt surveys. So that's really cool. I got to admit, that's awesome that New York state is doing this DEC. Yeah. When I was a kid, I don't think I ever saw an Eagle in New York, but now they're all over the place. You know, are they in your backyard yet? Well, they fly up and down the valley. I don't know if I've ever actually seen one right here in the yard, but there's a place where they hang out about a mile north of us. And uh, over by Lori's mother, there's a nest that we frequently see them at. Wow. <clears throat> Last winter, we drove around all the reservoirs and we saw several in one day. <clears throat> yeah, That's it's, a it's good news. That uh, the Delaware and uh, Oxego Audubon Sanctuary put on a great like route to do that on. I, I did that a uh, while back and it was fantastic. I must have seen like at least nine or 10 bald eagles nest and it was fantastic. I love that. That route. I'll, I'll have to post that link. Uh, is that the route you did through Downsville? And uh, we did it Canada? ourselves during COVID. Yeah. And uh, you live in Bloomsville, right? 
Bloomville? Bloomville, yeah. Yeah, sorry. In between Oneana and Delhi. Yeah. And once again, like there was no there there's not many streams in there, but you have bald eagles flying through there is absolutely phenomenal to see. Well, in, in both the places uh, that we're, I'm talking about, there's bodies of water. So, yeah, a, a lot of eagles tend to be uh, fishers, shall we say. Of course, scavengers. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, new new project by the DEC. I can't wait. Um, also, Tom, what did you think about the, the chair bandits? Let's talk about that again. I'm not sure who gave them that name, but uh, there's I know they weren't really stealing anything, right? That's what I that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So th- maybe you're maybe you're going to say all this, but to make a long story short, several people from New Jersey came up to Slide Mountain, brought up the pieces for Adirondack chairs, ironically, and <laughs> assembled them at the summit, trying to. Uh, be good neighbors or whatever you call it, try to do something nice in, in their opinion. But of course, Slide Mountain is a wilderness and basically there's leave no trace and, uh, you know, pack it in, pack it out, laws in effect. <clears throat> and I always ask people, you know, what would happen if everybody did blah, blah, right? Right. What if happened if everybody camped at the summit? Or what would happen if everybody just left one banana peel behind, you know, the place would look like a trash dump eventually. So obviously that's why these, these rules exist, right? You, you might not think, well, I'm not doing any harm, but you know, multiply your actions by 10,000 and you know, you have a big problem. Correct. What a great way to explain that Tom. And I agree with you. Just imagine if somebody put two chairs up there and then all of a sudden you had a three picnic tables or something and then you had chairs like, you know, regular chairs that people sit in, uh, you know, plastic, stuff like that, that they just wanted to, to bring up. The whole mm-hmm. place would be a zoo. It would be actually a, a, a regular park in, in a city. So and believe it or not, there were camp uh, lean tos at the summit a, a long time ago and they were removed. And, uh, you know, for that reason, that eventually things like that just get out of hand. Correct. Yeah. And, you know. It's it's a lot of people are just like, oh, that would be cool to have, you know, something like that at top. No, it wouldn't, because then, like you said, it would multiply that by by 10,000, you know, or, you know, even even, you know, a couple thousand and people would just be like, oh, cool. It's it's good to leave some chairs up here for somebody else to do. No, there there is. It's not. It's going to look horrible. It's not going to be wilderness time. So. Those people were were issued tickets, which apparently are approximately $250 each at the bottom. So they walked all the way down to the bottom. And I can see if it was me, the ranger said, well, you can go back and to the top and bring them down. And they're probably like, no way. I'm exhausted. You know? (laughs) Yep. So the alternative was the ticket, right? So other people had to bring them down and they did, thankfully. But uh, this has gotten a lot of press and, I hope it isn't just people mocking people from New Jersey. You know, I mean, there's idiots everywhere, right? I shouldn't say that. There's there's inexperienced (laughs) and uh, unprepared people everywhere, right? You can edit that out. Uh, No, no, no. I I agree with you on that. There's idiots. And I came across benches across the the escarpment trail once. I bushwhacked a little bit off trail uh, onto a little ledge of 
well, I would say approximately a mile off of the Catskill Mountain House. And I found these beautiful benches sitting there. And I, I questioned that. I was like, what the hell are these doing here? I'm pretty sure this is not supposed to be here. So I wonder if those were the same people. Yeah, it's possible. It is possible. But once again, like like Tom said, one person leaves something, a bunch of others will follow, and soon we'll have a mess. The the fire towers will be a mess. Uh, all the summits will be a mess and stuff like that. So uh, awesome. Yeah, the $250 fine, uh, Ranger Martin and the assisted force ranger hauled them down themselves. And I, I could only imagine how they had to do that because I don't know if I'm probably sure they didn't disassemble them like like they assembled no, them. Apparently they were put together with uh, square screws. Oh, oh no. So even, nobody had the right tool. <clears throat> uh, I believe they were also helped by uh, stewards to bring them down. But yeah, so they might have taken turns. I don't know. But yes, thanks to them for setting a good example. Yeah, agreed. And uh, the pictures have been used crazily, and they were taken by our friend Matt Smith from uh, the Catskill Trail Crew. And yeah. he hasn't gotten any credit for those. They like, I'm sorry to say, the DEC and all the other places just kind of kind of didn't give him credit. So thank you, Matt Smith, for those pictures, because I, those have been hitting, the, like you said, hitting the press like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So the chair bandits, but I would say we got, we got to think of a new name for them. The uh, chairs, not smugglers, chair. The chair levers. I don't know. This doesn't chair levers. Yes. There we go. So excellent. Great chat. Once again, Tom, thank you. Uh, so everyone, welcome to 80 episode 85 of Inside the Line, the Catskill Mountains podcast. I'm here with Tom Rankin, and we are going to talk about his newly fifth edition book called The Catskill Trails. And I'm guessing that it involves everything and everything Catskills related, correct? You got that right. Got that right. And Tom is, I'm sorry to say this, once again, I, I know my sponsors and my people who support me know my, my podcast is a goddamn legend in the Catskills and he has hiked every place in the Catskills. You're a you're a uh an all trails person, aren't you? Yes, that was part of doing the book. I became an all trails person. It was kind of necessary. Of course. Awesome. So you yeah, have I had one or two people help me, but I did the vast majority of the trails myself. Of course with Laurie most of the time too. Amazing. Amazing. So Tom's gonna be talking about his new book that he has out and it's a revised fifth edition, so we can get updates on, on everything and stuff like that that you need in the Catskills. And this is not just, of course, the 3,500 peaks. This is everything else that the Catskills has to offer. Massive amounts, over 300 miles of trails, and Tom has hiked them all, and he could probably talk about anything and everything. So welcome to the show again, Tom. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here again. I know, right? It's it's good to have you back. You're a very good speaker, by the way. I, I love it. I'm not going to have to edit anything. <laughs> Maybe just a few of my coughs and blowing my nose. Oh, that's that's fine. That's easy stuff. All right. So thank you to the monthly supporters, Darren White, Vicky Ferrer, John Comiskey, Jim C., Michael Bonger, David Mead, Matt Smith, and Sharon Klein. Also, thank you to my sponsors, Outdoor Chronicle Photography, 
Molly from Outdoor Chronicles Photography specializes in adventure elopement and adventure couple photography in the Catskills. She is also an officiant for getting married and a licensed guide, but she also is a story maker. You won't just have photos. You will have a memory that will last forever. Don't hesitate to get a hold of Molly on all platforms. Also, have you ever wanted to learn more about hiking and backpacking or even just brush up on your old skills in the backcountry? Check out Trail Bomb Project, a hiking and backpacking school located in New Jersey. Scott and Joe from the New Jersey Search and Rescue Team have amazing backgrounds in Wilderness First Aid, Wilderness First Responder, and Mountain Rescue Association, and they are there to teach you old and new skills of hiking and backpacking. They teach first aid, map and compass, and many other skills that can help you while out in the trail. Check them out on their website and all most social media platforms. So, Tom, you having anything to drink tonight? I know you're you you like to to go around with drinking with your post or what is what is your uh, patch called? Use and brews. Use and brews. Nice. We hit uh, two new brew pubs when we were out west. Uh, I'm somewhere over 300, but who's counting? Right. Oh wow! And this is a, this is a United States uh, views and brews, right? Well, it it's broken down by state, so every state has a list. There's a minimum number to get the patch. You go for a hike and you visit the brew pub. Could be in any order, you know. And then we can you? We won't dwell on that tonight. <laughs> but you can, like, people go out and in different states can can send you a message and, and add a, a, a view and brew? Absolutely. Um, mostly it's in the Northeast. Um, there is a, uh, pretty much as far as I know, I've done all, I've got all of Nevada on my webpage and all of Alaska. Wow. So that's just kind of, uh, well, one of them is because I was there and one of them because a friend was there. <clears throat> I heard there's 900 breweries in uh, California, <laughs> just, just for reference. The Just most correct. you ever have to do in any state is 30. So, you know, it's, it's a small percentage in that respect. But like, uh, what is it, uh, Rhode Island, I think there's six or seven. So, you know, you yes. can bust it out in a long weekend. Yeah, correct. So new patch, anybody wants to get a new patch, uh, <laughs> Catskill Views and, Bru- or Views and Bruce, check it out. Yeah. It's actually one of the oldest patches no we shit. Year, one of the we started giving it out in two thousand four, before the patch craze really started. Yes, correct. So, do you have anything to drink tonight? Well, right now I'm drinking water, but I also had a refresh IPA from Frog Alley in Schenectady. It was nice. voted the number one IPA in New York State at Tap New York recently. I think it's awesome. Nice. I'll tag them in this and make sure that they people get to that stuff so voted the best ipa nice congrats that's awesome congratulations to frog of alley i am having well frog alley frog alley right yeah sorry i did have a coke and rev spirits from jefferson i love rev spirits uh made from mead and honey it's just delicious i had that before and now i'm having water again of course it's a it's it's been very muggy here so you got to hydrate. So, Tom, you been on any previous hikes besides out west? What do you want to talk about in Catskills? Well, yesterday I went up to uh, Sugarloaf. Not Ooh. a big hike. But it what? was hot and it was, a, it was a slow hike. If you haven't been on the Devil's Path lately, it seems to get a little wider every time you go. 
So if you're out there and you think that you need to go around some kind of quote unquote obstacle on the trail or it's too icy in the winter or something like that and you don't have the right equipment, then just don't go. Turn around, you know, come back with the right gear or the right experience or with a guide. But the trails are just getting worse and worse, you know, and they're just they're down to bedrock in a lot of cases. And then people go off to the side and they're just getting to be muddy messes on the side. So sorry to be a downer, but that was no. my view of the trail a, tr a trip yesterday. Of course, between the smoke and the haze, I didn't see much of a view either. But yeah, but correct. Well. So uh, as you said that, I hiked uh, Thomas Cole Mountain today. I did my trail maintenance from Barnum Road. I go, I do my trail maintenance from Camel's Hump to Th Thomas Cole. I got to admit, that's a pain in the ass section. I have had that for seven years now. And the it's overgrowth galore. I have a huge blister on my hand. And I'm going to show you that, Tom. Let's take a look at that. Ooh. That's from chopping the so much crap some you know vines and and grass and and stuff like that i just got to clear out but as you made a good point with widening the trails there's a lot of mud out there and just go through the goddamn mud who cares get your shoes dirty get your boots dirty that's what all hiking is about um i've only i only saw two people on the trail and their footprints went right through the mud so whoever was on the trail if you're listening to this Thank you for going right through the mud and do not go around the mud. That's what it's all about. We want to keep these trails nice and thin and not widen these trails. And I was thinking of this today. I'm just like, let's keep the Catskills the Catskills and let's not become the freaking Adirondacks. Don't want to become that. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> As you there hiked was, up there many times. Yeah, there were some places the trail was like 15 feet wide. And the Adirondacks? No, in the Catskills. Oh no yesterday. way! I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's going up to uh, uh, the Devil's or Devil's Quarry. It's probably pretty wide. Well, I was talking about from uh, Mink Hollow to the summit of Sugarloaf. Oh wow! I mean, it's not always like that, but there's places where people just go around and go around the go around, and it just and and the right and the left, and you know, yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, I, I I I I get it sometimes, but you know, yeah. so maybe some better trail work, but by and large, it's uh, people just not really thinking about. Like I said before, leave no trace, right? Yeah, and and to me, it's 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 for people not being a bunch of wussies and and traveling through the mud and getting yourself dirty because I I think that's I loved it. I had a great time stepping on mud and you know trying to find rocks but not finding rocks and right in the middle of the trail that's the way it is and i gotta admit that that trail from barnum road to camel's hump in the thomas cole is absolutely phenomenal i don't I, I don't know if the dec made that or somebody made that but it is one of the best trails in the catskills and i i, I strongly uh suggest that everybody tries that that trail because it is phenomenal yeah, I've done that twice in the last few months. Yeah, I have to do it three, four times a year because of that overgrowth. Right from Camel's Hump 
to probably the the start the ascent of, of Thomas Cole is just absolutely insane. I have to do it so many times, but I enjoy it so much. So, well, thanks for doing that. Well, anytime. Thank you for your volunteering on Balsam Lake. Correct. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Second. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I think Lori and I started that in 05. Wow. We've always probably been up there more times than I have. Well, I know she has, but I've been up there like uh, about 150 times. And most of those were, <laughs> were volunteering, either packing up stuff or greeting the general public or packing down stuff sometimes, you know, sometimes <clears throat> trash. Sometimes we go up in the winter with sleds. Makes it a little easier to bring stuff uphill. It's always great butt sliding down. Yeah, yeah. And you guys have repaired uh, the stairs many times and the, the upper part of the, the fire tower many times. So thank you for that, too, as well. Yeah, well, the tower is in okay shape. The windows need to be replaced. We're still working on that. But the cabin itself, it's actually been closed to the public right now because the floor is not real great. And uh, Lori's reported this to the DEC for the last four years and nothing's been done. Wow. Kind of, kind of frustrating. <clears throat> she keeps uh, plugging away at it, though. So we hope something will happen soon. That sucks. I didn't know about that. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you're headed up to the Cats or uh, the Balsam Lake Fire Tower, please send a message to the DEC asking to repair uh, the top of the, the fire tower, the floor that needs to be repaired. So uh, probably a lot of emails will help out a lot as did Tom. Why haven't you posted this on social media? This is a, this is a good time. Cause I remember that, that whole incident with Tremper mountain and it had to be closed and that got fixed in a month or so. So how about you post that to social media, get that going. Lori's not here to answer that. Lori's in charge <laughs> of the, uh, the crew there. So it's it's probably a complicated story and there's the catskill center there's the dec there's us you know of course but still man that the social media has a, has an amazing power that that could that could overtake trust me so I, i'll i'll talk to her about it so thank you thank you for volunteering once again volunteer anywhere you can 3500 club catskill trail crew catskill uh, mountain center visitor center Anywhere you can volunteer, please volunteer in Catskills. We definitely need it. Um, and Tom and Lori, thank you once again for for uh, volunteering. All right. So, Tom, why don't we go into a, a quick little session of Catskill Mountain History? Okay. <laughs> so I found this. I found this uh, book online. Uh, to be honest, I can't remember what it was from. But this is basically talking about the Catskill Mountain Cougar or Panther. So I'm going to read this off from this book, and I, sh I should find this out. So the Cougar American Panther, or what they called the Painter, as an animal often called Painter being a corruption of the word Panther, belongs the feline or cat species and is found from the Pangonia in South America to the northern bounds of the state of New York. Now, this was back in the uh, early 1900s. It is the color of back on reddish brown with a lighter hue about the neck of lower body. Their whole length, including the tail, is commonly six feet or more, and they are the same with a puma or American lion. 
The jaguar American tiger is somewhat larger and stronger than the panther is found in Paraguay and South America and River River, Texas. It has some seven stripes on its side made up a row of open rings with the panther is by furies and by some naturalists to be the same species with the leopard as others a distinct class. Panthers were met were met with the Catskill Mountains in the country around from the time of the first settlement. Though there weren't many of them, an aged neighborhood have told me that when young, they saw two panthers fully grown cross the road the meadow east of the Colonial Lawrence and leap through the grass until they reached the knoll south of the meadow where they jumped on a trunk of fallen pine and gave a loud cry, which was answered by their mother, who was in a distance to the west on the cliff above them. He afterwards saw their mother at the first road during the turning to the left above the house of Colonial Lawrence and the trip up road up the mountain. And once again, I, I'm not sure what the book this is from, but of course, he's telling a story. So Mr. and Mrs. Jesse Taylor, age 87, worthy members of the Reformed Dutch Church in Stockholm, related a 65 years old in 1802, soon after they were married, on visiting Father James Van Etten, as wrote it, about a mile east of where the village Cairo is now, near the fort of the Catskill Crease, they found that the night before a panther had driven her father's young cattle from the woods and have climbed white oak near the treehouse was shot that one of his forelegs was broken when committing to the ground he found a hidden place among the rocks nearby where he was watched all night and then was killed in the morning by the bullet to the head having been thus dosed with several times with different pairs of his body finally fell he measured nine feet and seven inches from his nose to the end of the chail and a huge monster of his kind his body was thick and large and it's like the size of a young man's arm. An aged man living in the neighborhood at the time when the panther was killed told me that Englishman who was present seriously injured by the panther. Many years later, Mr. Wolven, a carpenter living in Kestockham, which I have no clue where it is, while fishing in one of the lakes near the mountain house, saw a bear cross a log between two lakes and quickly digging a hole in the soft ground near the water placed himself in his back in it when soon after a panther that was following them came rushing upon the bear, received from him a warm, sharp embrace and his powerful legs and paws, which caused him to cry out loudly for a quarter and retreat post haste from his ugly neighbor. Had the bear been standing the panther by leaping on his back, clinging there, putting out by his eyes and claws or by digging his toes vitals or by superior activity and strength might soon have killed him. So once again, I think it's called uh, the Catskill Mountains and the region around. I forgot by by who. So talk about panther, panthers uh, in the Catskills. Well, I have climbed uh, to the top of Catskill Mountains over a thousand times, and I've never seen any tracks. I've never seen any bodies. Right. I've never heard any howls. But of course, there are people that swear they're out there. Now, there was, in fact, this is indisputable, a uh, mountain lion that was killed by a car in Connecticut, I don't know, 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And they tracked him through DNA, scat, and so forth, back to, like, South Dakota, where he was born. So they do tend to wander when they're uh, young males, looking for love, as my wife would say. <laughs> and... So they could be here as uh, transients. They could even be uh, released as pets, you know. Yeah. When you, get a, when you get a nice little kitty, 
weighs a couple pounds, it's great. But then when it turns into a 200-pound monster, you <laughs> might uh, think think differently about keeping it as a pet, you know? Yeah. So it could happen. I even went to a presentation a few years ago by a guy who uh, wants to uh, reintegrate the panther into the Catskills. Wow. And he says that their favorite food is white-tailed deer, so... He, he thinks they do quite well, you know. Oh, they would. And he was of the opinion that they're not really um, manhunters. I don't know about that because, I mean, I've heard stories of them attacking people. Now, maybe they're overblown, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so it's it's not impossible. It, it, there could certainly be some out there from time to time. But as far as anybody knows, there's no breeding population, you know. Correct. And like you said, you've you've hiked in the Catskills, you know, thousands of times, and seen even a print or anything in the snow, uh, never. So, yeah, and I, I read somewhere that they uh, they make ten million footprints a year. <laughs> Not here, just one. You know, yeah, everybody's got trail cameras, and then you know, yeah, there's no good picture of it, and somebody points out that there's a different bush that's not growing in the area, so. It's great. So I found out what that book was. It's called The Catskill Mountains and the Region Around by Charles Walkwell. So I got that a couple weeks ago. Really cool book about just the Catskill Mountains and stories and stuff like that. So check it out. So we'll go over our sponsors real quick. Is it time for some new gear in the Catskills? Say no more. Camp Catskill in Tannersville has all your hiking needs. Footwear, socks, moisture wicking shirts, freeze dried meals, Catskill merchandise, and more. They have all the essentials for your hiking needs in the Catskills. Located in Tannersville, and they have an online website. Check out Camps Catskill. Also, if you're ready to hit the trails, make sure you take the scenic route. Scenic route guidings are here to help you with your goals, big or small. Check out scenic route guiding and gear rentals on Instagram and Facebook for more information. Also, if you mention the podcast, you can use 10% off. Use the code word, as we just spoke about, Mountain Lion. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so let's welcome guest of the night, Tom Rankin and his newly updated Catskill Trails book. Let's go! So welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks. Um, it was definitely a labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do love the Catskills. I definitely know that. That is yeah. one one given thing that I know about Tom and Lori Rankin, that they love the Catskills. So glad Indeed. to have you here and glad to have someone like you, a legend in the Catskills, that helps out the Catskills so much. You're too kind. <clears throat> no, you guys are legends and yeah. uh, it's, 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 it's definitely on the list. Trust me. So, Tom, you want to get a little background about yourself? Um, well, let's see. I started hiking in the late 90s, and uh, I finished my first round, I guess, in 04. I think I'm up to 22 now, eight rounds in the winter. And I was like, maybe almost like these people from uh, New Jersey. You know, I didn't bust out any chairs and bring them up to the summit, but I basically had no idea. You know, I didn't have the right gear. I didn't have any experience. And... Fortunately, I was willing to learn, you know, so it was, it's, it's a long process. You know, I, I learned to get the right gear. I got maps, I read books and I went on hikes with experienced people and we just kept building up, you know, so 
like I said, eventually I finished the uh, regular round. I finished the winter round. And uh, I have to go check my facts. But I think around 2013, I was president of the uh, club for two years. Correct. That's, uh, that's different. <laughs> Certainly, oh, no. uh, you know, one thing that distinguishes the Catskill 3500 Club from the 46ers is that we lead hikes. And they don't. But on the flip side, they do a tremendous amount of trail work. And they do all kinds of other advocacy projects. So, you know, I'm not knocking them. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Also, Definitely. the uh, requirement that you do four peaks in the winter has led to something like 40% of our members are winter members. Whereas if you look at the 46ers or uh, the White Mountains, it's more like 5 to 10%. Wow. Now, granted, they're easier, but I think that uh, gets your foot in the door, you know. You think, oh, this is great. I love winter hiking, you know. At first, I was like, I didn't think winter hiking was for me, but, you know, now I am one, right? Yeah, just, yeah. I just kept going in that direction. So that was why five years ago or so now, Dave and Carol White approached me and said, you know, we're we're done with the uh, Catskill Trails book. How would you like to take over? And I was like, well, let me think about that, you know, because <clears throat> it was obviously a big deal, right? And after a while, I was like, all right, what the heck? I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know? So <clears throat> I signed a contract with ADK, and I started, as I mentioned before, uh, visiting each trail. Of course, I read through the book and made comments on it. And just in pencil at first, you know, and uh, kept track of some other things that needed to be changed. And after, oh, I don't know, about a year or so, I thought, well, I'm pretty much done, you know. So I contacted the editor and she and I started working together. Well, then she retired. <laughs> so while they were thinking about replacing her, we had COVID, right? So they didn't replace her for quite a long time. So then eventually they hired another editor. And this woman, at first I thought she was going to drive me crazy because <laughs> she wasn't a big time hiker. So she was constantly asking me questions about, I don't know, what nickname's not the right word, but, you know, hiking terms. Mm -hmm. Like bushwhacking or braided herd paths or whatever, right? So eventually I realized that the book is not meant for experts, right? The book is meant for beginners. Mm -hmm. So her perspective was actually valuable, right? We went through the book with a very fine tooth comb, you know, every line, every word <laughs> she scrutinized. <clears throat> and it seemed like we did that forever, you know? <clears throat> so we finally got through all that and we both agreed, okay, we're done. So, I don't know if this was because of that, but at that point, she was fired as well. Oh, wow. So then there was another gap, right? So the third woman <clears throat> came on the scene, and she reread the entire book, of course, you know, and had made her own comments on it. Thankfully, there weren't as many, but we finally got where we were, as we say in software, done, 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 you know. And it was shipped off to uh, the printers and came back as a real book, you know? So it's out there. 
on adk.org. Um, if people want to contact me, I can get them a copy. I'm going to be at the Catskill um, 3500 Club dinner on Sunday. I guess it's yeah. not word anymore. They call it a celebration. It's it's at the Ashokan Center. So I'm going to be signing books there. That's another first. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, the only crappy so, thing is it's coming out the day after the the club dinner. So No, 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 no. It's 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 already out. Oh yeah. Well, I meant I meant this this episode. That's what stinks. Oh, oh. Oh, you're going to have to hurry it. Yeah. Expedite. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, it's still available. They're they're selling them online. They're, I'm sure, making plans to distribute them to bookstores and whatnot. So let me see. <clears throat> Got a few notes here. Why a new book? Well, the old book is now 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So a lot has changed. We've had new trails created. We've had trails that uh, are off limits now, like Graham and Double Top. I've added and updated view information. Some views have come along and some views have disappeared because they've just grown in and no one's taken care of them. Yeah. I added GPS coordinates for the trailheads and the parking lots, which are sometimes in two different places. And, and I guess I've already said this kind of, but uh, we simplified some of the uh, descriptions, <clears throat> put it on diet a little bit. The book is, uh, oh, I don't know what the dimensions are. I got one here. It's about eight by six, I guess. It's a kind of thing you could stuff in your backpack and take along with you if you wanted to. Nice. Um, I added winter parking information. We spent a whole day just driving around the trailhead, seeing which ones were plowed. We made a few minor changes to mileages. And uh, in the back, I added a section about loops and uh, what I call extreme hikes like the six or the nine uh, nice and uh oh something like the uh slide cornell wittenberg panther loop etc reverses so it's you know it's been given a good rewrite uh work over as i mentioned uh several editors <laughs> yeah their hands on it <clears throat> and uh so it, it's out there and it's we're ready to rock and roll with it excellent I can't wait to get a hold of one of these. Definitely going to buy one at the club dinner. Um, All right. I'll put you on the list. Yeah. Did you hear my dogs, Tom? No, I did not. <laughs> they were going crazy. My wife just got back from uh, her second job. So I was curious. So uh, let's, let's, let's begin again. So Tom, you have a pretty extensive hiking background. Uh, you're a 35er, a 46er, and you're also a bunch of other stuff. Can you, like, talk about your background in hiking? Well, we've done the uh, all the 4,000-footers in New England and in New York, the so-called 115, uh, summer wow. and winter. That's a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah. And there were some failures along the way. I mean, there was one time we got up in Maine and – it was snowing and the wind was howling and it was like 10 below zero. And we're like, forget this. We're going home the next day. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a long drive and a hotel and meals and everything and gas, but you just have to make the right choice sometimes, you know? Yeah. So I guess, like I've said before, I just, you know, I started simple and I just kept building up, right? I didn't think I'd ever be a, a winter anything or, you know, I thought those people were crazy, you know? 
<laughs> right, right. That's I a good now point. I'm one of the crazies. Right? Lori and I have all kinds of patches. Um, there's a lot of challenges up in the Adirondacks. You know, the Sixers, the Niners, the Twenty Niners, the Twelvers. You know, they seem to have the Threeers. They got every number covered, I think, by now. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. You and you're are you are you a gritter? for cat sales um i'm working on it not too hard um one day i sat down well, it wasn't a day it took me a while but i looked at all my notes and pictures and trip reports and then looked at Lori's stuff and i'm like wow i've already done like over 350 out of 420 i'm getting close already you know without even trying so i started a spreadsheet and i've closed out a few months and i've closed out a few peaks but you know, I'm not like gung ho to finish every month as they roll on here. You know, some of them have already gone by the wayside. Yeah. So whatever. You know, my wife was pretty much the same way. She called it a relaxed grid. Yeah, you guys are just casual hikers, and you love hiking, and that's that's the thing. It's not about really uh, any list anymore. It's about the the hiking, and that's where I mean the all trails challenge comes in into play. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't love hiking, you wouldn't participate in the All Trails Challenge, which is a phenomenal accomplishment, by the way. Well, thanks. Yeah, it was, like I said, that was part and parcel of doing the book. I mean, that's exactly. pretty much 99% the same list. Awesome. And that's, so, uh, go ahead. You know, let, me, let me just go back to the book for a second. I mean, uh, there's over 100 trails described, as well as short little descriptions of um, easier hikes, but these, uh, they don't just cover the 35. They cover all kinds of other places, um, mostly all the way down to the Finger Lakes Trail. So you think, well, okay, oh, I don't know, probably only about half of them are within the high peaks, right? There's good different hikes in every direction. And they're, they're numbered in the book that go along with the um, National Geographic map of the area. So it'll say Trail 4, and if you looked on the map, that would be the same as whatever Trail 4 was up up in the Blackheads, or, for instance. Mm -hmm. And that would give you an idea what it looks like on the map, as well as the description in the book, right? <clears throat> so they, ADK actually sells the two together. And they dovetail nicely. Nice. So do you have any writing background uh, besides this? Uh, not really anything formally, but... I've, I guess I've dabbled in it, you know. I think the last time I looked, I had 8,000 posts on adkhighpeaks.com and probably about the same oh, yeah. on uftt.org. So I like to write. They definitely had to correct some of the stuff I I did. Uh, the book, for instance, the book is written in the, I think they call it the uh, passive voice, you know. Yeah. It'll say, the hiker then encounters a steep climb, you know, rather than saying, then you climb up, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. And it sounds, sometimes to me, it sounds a little stilted, but that's, you know, they've got a little style guy that they have. They send me, they actually send it to me more than once. <laughs> <laughs> As a reminder, here's the style guide, you know, it's like, okay, okay. And there's a lot of picky things like they have abbreviations for some things like, Anytime it says miles, it has to be MI. Okay. And all the distances had to be to the nearest tenth of a mile. But 
the previous version was to the 20th of a mile, like 0 0.05, 0 0.15, 0 0.2, etc. Mm -hmm. So they said, we'll go through and fix all those. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so but the thing is, if you if you round 0.35 up to four or down to three, there might be another statement just ahead of that or behind that in the book that uses the same distance. So then you read it and it says at 0.4, blah, blah, and then it continues, you know, and then around the bend at 0.4, you come to something else. And so you're like, huh? You know, the mileage didn't change, but that's because there used to be the 0.35. <clears throat> so when that happened, we had to do something, right, to make the text sound better. Yeah. So there's there's technical things as well as, you know, I tried not to be uh, too flowery. I think the old book, the pre I don't know if it was the whites or not. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. But uh, actually, I, I'm grateful that they uh, asked me to do this because it's turned out to be interesting. I've, I've gone to a lot of places I probably wouldn't have gone before. Nice. Well, um, for instance, what do you want to like? For instance, what do you mean? Well, it's just the whole uh, Finger Lakes Trail section, right? I always figured it was kind of like just bumpity bump, right? Well, it's almost as rugged as hiking any of the 35, you know? Wow. There's some good trails down there, not to be missed. And a lot of them are, uh, they're easy to get to, you know? There's like a road every three or four miles. So a lot of the times, Laurie and I would go and spot a car and so we could do uh, four miles instead of, or eight miles instead of four, you know, four and yeah. four, four out and four back. So Nice. Yeah. So being this, the, the fifth edition, and it, it being kind of more update, what does it include besides like, you know, updates on mileage and stuff like that? What can we expect from the fifth edition? Well, I just went through a litany, didn't I? You might have to edit this. No, I can edit. Okay. There was, uh, uh, let's see, <clears throat> let me just bust out the book here oh, real quick. Take your time. Just open up the book and, and I'll, I'll edit this. So each section basically starts out with the name, the number that goes along with the uh, map, as I mentioned. It also mentions the uh, section where you could find it on the trail conference maps. And it gives the GPS coordinates for the parking area and or the trailhead. And then there's occasionally a little bit of history. Nice. Like in this case, it says the original hunter, the original fire tower on Hunter Mountain stood where the Becker Hollow Trail now ends. You know, just I tried to throw in stuff like that as just informational tidbits, I guess you'd say, right? Yeah. Um. So there's there's an in, there's an usually the little bit of an intro, and then they'll say if you're driving, how to get there. In very brief directions. Um, in this case, it would be off of 214. And then it starts out. There's a basically uh, every every couple tenths of a mile, there'd be some commentary about whether the, the trail gets steeper or you're going uphill or downhill, and whether there's conifers or not, you know, whether there's views. And at the end, there's a brief summary. So that's the basic format. And there's, let's see, there's about 117 named trails, but uh, in the front of every section, there's a 
eight or nine sections in the book where there's a map of that area and it'll talk about what are other short hikes in that area like uh, you might walk around little pond or whatever you know. and there's also a uh, in the back it talks about some of the uh, like the Finger Lakes Trail, the Millbrook Ridge Trail, the Long Path, other other paths of that sort, a, uh, a glossary, and then a list of the Catskill 100 highest peaks, being uh, careful to mention which ones are on private property. <clears throat> if I ever do the book again, it was a little late, but I'll talk to Margaret McGrath, and uh, we'll put in the uh, Catskill 100 highest on public property instead of the uh, 100 highest as it exists today. Yeah. Cool. So it sounds like this was a pretty, pretty challenging kind of writing aspect, of course, because you don't want to, you don't want to include the stuff that's already popular, but you want to somewhat to get more attention. So a lot of people don't go with the stuff out West, which, which I find is, is a fascinating area of the Catskills. Uh, you probably agree with that. Yeah, when I, when I said uh, Finger Lakes, I, I was sort of talking about South, but yes, it, it goes all the way into the Western Catskills. And uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're bigger than just the high peaks, you know? Yeah. There's even some trails over near Kingston. I mean, uh, oh, wow. Uh, Jockey Hill, a couple of trails that go around. I forget the name of the lake. But uh, so this is not just the Catskill Park, this is around the Catskills. Yeah, it's uh, nice. It's any most just about every one of these trails is a DEC marked trail, red, yellow, or blue, and so that means that at least you can hope that they're marked well and maybe maintained. And <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 for that's why we need more maintainers. Once again, we need more volunteers. So volunteer. <laughs> yes. So what besides the mileage and stuff like that that you did, were there any other significant updates from for the book? Well, let's see. What did I have in my notes here before? Viewpoints are, are definitely a, an update because you know I'm yeah, starting to see um, some stuff that's growing in. Some some viewpoints have uh grown in for sure, but um the one on uh Picamoose has uh popped up recently, right? I don't think anybody knew about it until a few years ago, just before you get to the summit. Oh. From the 47, from the County Route 47 side, a little bit off to the right. Okay. A nice viewpoint. I haven't done that well, in a while. At least I didn't know I didn't know about it until a few years ago. Maybe it could have been that somebody recently brushed out a path or you know, did some vigilante trail or view clearing. I'm not sure, right? Yeah. But uh, you know. They, they are what they are, right? Sometimes we don't know if, if they're legit or not, but they, you know, no one is going to go back and replant trees at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes, you know, we all know that that a lot of people hike because of the views. I'm one of them. I love the viewpoints, and I love to 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 ooh and awe at those viewpoints in the Catskills because uh, it's just it's something else. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, I don't know if there's a viewpoint in every single 35er, but there's probably more than some people we're aware of. Like, there's one on Rocky, there's one on Lone. Mm -hmm. Some of them takes a little searching, like uh, North Dome and Cheryl both have viewpoints. 
Cheryl. So it's Cheryl and not and Cheryl. You say it's Cheryl. Um, that's yeah. what somebody said to me once. It was a uh, Colonel Cheryl from the Civil War era. Ooh. It was not a woman. So uh, it's it's kind of like Mount Marcy, right? It was named after a man. <laughs> nice. I will write that down and look that up. I don't have a pronunciation guide in the book. <laughs> Maybe the next version. So on a scale of one to 10, Tom, how difficult and frustrating was it to write this book? Well, <laughs> some of it was very easy. I mean, I would go bike a trail. I took notes. I took pictures. I took videos. Then I'd go back and say, yeah, that's pretty much what I expected from reading that section in the book and maybe just make a few minor updates. But we uh, did a, a lot of rewriting for The Devil's Path. The The book breaks it down into two sections, and each section is broken down into east and west. So there's actually four sections for The Devil's Path. Oh, nice. And it was a little confusing, so we tried to make it a little more easy to understand. One thing that I mean, obviously, it's called Catskill Trails, right? It's not called Catskill Peaks. It's not a, like, it's not arranged by mountain. It's arranged by trail. So if you want to get to uh, Blackhead or Black Dome, you have to take two or three trails to get there. You might think, well, you just you just go up and you turn right. But <laughs> the trails aren't always, you know, they don't, some of them end in the middle of nowhere. Some of them begin in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And... It was like, well, it's a trail guide, so we decided to leave it that way. I mean, it would be a huge project to rewrite it as a as a mountain guide, you know. And there's there's already things like that, right? Ralph Bressler has a web page. Other people have web pages that are more like mountain specific. So I decided it would be too big an undertaking to totally rewrite it. You know, I mean, you could have all the trails be in there, but it could be more like a mountain guide, but like I said, there are trails that just kind of wander through the uh, the foothills of the Catskills, right? And they might be a trail that crosses four or five mountains, like the Devil's Path, but yeah. there might be a trail that doesn't actually make it to the top of any mountain. So it would be hard to to organize it. So that was something you know we philosophized about when we were when I was talking to the different editors. Now, like, uh, do you think like? anything so crazy that you you were just like oh wow this is like not even uh, being the fifth edition they kind of covered everything but you know guys has carol and, and david you know they're they're getting a little older have they hiked that much stuff in, in a long time like it's are they still going at it uh i'm not really sure that might have been partly why they uh bequeathed it to me i would think so I'm going to see Dave on Sunday, so... Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Maybe we'll ask him. He and I will be sitting at the uh, merchandise table. <laughs> nice. He's yeah, I mean... Nice enough to let me have a little space. To to pass that on to someone like, like you, who is, you know, actively out there. God, I wouldn't even say weekly, almost daily, basically. Well, is, no. <laughs> ah, you're you're you out know, there... If, if you're probably thinking of like during COVID and after I retired, we did about 200 hikes that year. Wow. So 
but lately it's been more like one a week. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. I'm back working part time, and Lori's very busy with FFLA and Forty Sixers. So, and there's this thing like mowing the lawn; it has to happen. And <laughs> going to visit grandkids. I mean, none of these things are bad, right? Get, don't get me wrong, but there's there's other things that are going on. So, and the vacation. So, you know, once a week is kind of like the the new normal. Hey. I, you know, I try to do that as well. Once a week, maybe twice a week, I'll get out there. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to retiring in, uh, never and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and hiking. Yes, definitely. Um, so besides, you know, I mean, it's, it's what sucks is hopefully I, I can get this out on maybe like Saturday morning, but uh, besides the 3500 Club Dinner, where can we purchase these? Well, I don't know exactly how many uh, bookstores they've hit yet, but uh, they will be distributing them to to uh, local bookstores. They asked me for a list of uh, local newspapers, and I guess they were going to do oh, some nice. promos. And nice. And ADK.org, they have a online bookstore. It's uh, $21.95. Plus, applicable shipping and handling, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. So, if you come to the the dinner, you can definitely get it cheaper. And signed. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. My chicken scratch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the best place would be at adk.org. I guarantee they're going to be sold in other places and locally. So, if you can... Yeah, you know, I I wonder if it's going to be on Amazon, but don't purchase it on Amazon. Try to purchase it, purchase it locally. The last time I talked to them, I, they didn't think it would be on Amazon, at least not in the near future. Good, good. <laughs> Get it locally. Go to your yeah, local bookstore. Um, Maybe Camp Catskill will probably have them soon if you reach out uh, to them. Yeah, um, that's very possible. All right, let me write that down. Yeah, Camp Catskill. I, I, they'll definitely uh, probably hook up with you. I'll take that part out just uh, just in case. <laughs> so, Tom, with you being a, a Catskill almost native and, and kind of legend for hiking all these peaks, what is your favorite hike in the Catskills? Is, uh, is that a tough question? Well, Laurie has a... a- a favorite saying is the one that I just hiked rec- most recently. And I don't know if I always agree with that. Sometimes it's true. I mean, <laughs> there's always something new and different, right? Right. This was probably the wettest I've ever gone up uh, Sugarloaf. So it was definitely different in that respect. I mean, it was like a river coming down the trail in a few places. Yeah. Some of the ditching could definitely use some help. Right. Yeah. The water bus. <clears throat> but, yeah, yeah. You know, you know I, I jokingly say, if Lori's not listening, I say Hunter. And if she is listening, I say Balsam Lake. You know? Nice. Those are different. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, Hunter is a fire tower. Of course, we love fire towers. And it's got a view, like, in every direction. And you're still looking at mountains. Right? Correct. So that's cool. And um, if you go to Balsam Lake... You're like you're on the very edge of the high peaks, right? You look one way, you got Graham and Double Top in your face, and you got the Devil's Path, and you can even see the Blackhead. So you can see a lot. But then you turn around, and you're just like looking at rolling hills, right? Yeah. 
looking at Millbrook or uh, over toward Alder Lake, uh, some of the reservoirs. And it's also cool that you can see all the way to Pennsylvania. Correct. So, you know, every mountain has something to recommend it, right? It's it's kind of hard to say. Those are two of my favorites, I guess. But I could, like I said, be raving or raving mad about a mountain that I've hiked recently, too. Correct. That's a good. I, and like I agree with you, Balsam Lake is fascinating because you're you're not in the middle like like Hunter somewhat, but you are where you can see so much. And then right behind you, like you said, are the rolling hills of of the Western Catskills, or the you know somewhat of the Eastern Catskills like Dry Brook Ridge and stuff like that. To where like like you said, Graham and Double Top are right there in your face, and you're just like, man, those were. Like like we we usually say, those were the beautiful peaks. Yeah, they they still are. They <laughs> are definitely. The golds will change their mind. Of course, that's up to them. Yep. So excellent, excellent. So, uh, you got any future writing plans, Tom? Well, no one has talked about version six. I mean, it's probably way too early, right? I mean, even even though it took five years. I was constantly keeping my eyes open and my ears open and making little tweaks to the book, uh, even up to a couple of weeks ago. And I have to, I kept having to update the number of grandchildren I had. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bio about me in the back. Here. Nice. Yeah. I, I start out by talking about when I was like five or six, my cousin and I went out in the woods and there was this uh, swing I don't know if it was just a vine or not, and just, just wrapped around a tree, or if it was a rope, I don't remember. But my cousin was swinging out over this creek, and we heard this loud cracking and crashing, right? And he thought, oh, my God, I'm going to fall into the creek and, you know, from this, this great height and be dashed to pieces. But fortunately, it was a tree right next to the tree that held the swing, and he swung back to, he was fine, right? And, as I wrote in the book, he does not remember if he told his mother about this incident. <laughs> mm -hmm. If I had, I probably would never be allowed to go back there again. <laughs> nice. So, the book, by the way, is dedicated to uh, fire tower observers and specifically to my late father-in-law, Larry Baker, who was uh, a jack of all trades and a public servant most of his life. He was in the Navy uh, he worked for the DEC as an observer. He worked in, in uh, operations. And uh, as I wrote in the dedication, no job was too big or too small for him. You know, he was willing to do whatever it took. Awesome. To uh, help watch over the woods. <clears throat> and that's why we that's why we can write about them today, because people like him help preserve them. Correct. Definitely need more people like him. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, John. Or thank you, Tom, for joining me on the show. No um, problem, Bill. So, so, <laughs> so, post hike brews and bites. Uh, what do you have for a suggestion for brews and bites in the Catskills, my friend? Oh, well, I'd call it views and brews, of course. But uh, of course, I ain't taking away your copy. That's copyrighted, by the way. I ain't taking that away. Yeah, I don't know if it, if it literally is, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Once in a great while, I see people that use the same uh, phrase, and I sometimes I email them, politely ask them to try something else. But not me. I was there first. Um, anyway, I've I've been through that, Tom. By the way, I've been through that. Yeah. So there's uh, 
Woodstock Brewing, which is not in Woodstock, of course, it's near Phoenicia. Yeah. It's probably one of the closer ones to the high peaks. It's uh, only a stone's throw from uh, Tremper and Panther and so forth. And uh, there's a couple over in uh, the Oneonta area, if you're like me and you happen to live on the western side of the Catskills. And, of course, there's two or three in Kingston now, too. Uh, Keegan Ales being foremost. I think there's one called Kingston Standard Brewing. Ooh, interesting. If you're down in the Liberty area, there's uh, one called 17 West. And there's also uh, Upward down there in uh, Livingston Manor. Nice. uh, There's Trout Town. And uh, Catskill Brewing, although Catskill Brewing is mostly just uh, beer. Mm. You know, like you said, or like I like to say, since you said brews and bites, uh, hikers aren't just thirsty, they're hungry and thirsty. So that's why I like brew pubs, or at least a place like uh, the Phoenicia Diner. Right. Rio's, whatever. Um, Right there in the heart of Phoenicia has a lot of good beers and Definitely good food. Yeah, definitely being hungry is is of course the what what you said. Want to have a drink and hungry, like you know. If I remember back, you know, I would I always say back in the days, but you know, eight years ago when I started hiking, and Westkill Brewing was just coming up, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. But they had like pretzels for food, and that's I want a big fat burger. Yeah. Oh, that obviously. Yeah, I forgot about that one. It's definitely amidst the, all the Catskills there. Yeah, um, but but you remember when they just had beer and they didn't have anything to eat. And yeah, that, well, that and now they have a, a food truck, which is usually open, I'll say. I, I don't want to knock them, but uh, <laughs> it was there once when there was no food, so I was a little disappointed. But uh, Correct. Yeah, it looks like a pretty permanent thing. Yeah. All right, so Tom, thank you for joining me tonight. Um I'd like to thank the monthly supporters and sponsors. Really appreciate you guys supporting and believing in the show. Thank you to everyone who is still listening. Really appreciate it. Episode 85, only 15 more to go to 100, which is crazy. I didn't think it would go this long. It's crazy. So, Tom, thank you for joining me on the show. And I I can't wait to see you on Sunday, buddy. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Hey guys, I just want to thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe and throw down a smooth review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any podcast platform that you use. You can also check daily updates of the podcast, hikes, hiking memes, and local news on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the official website of the show. Remember this, you just keep on living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Wicked, 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 wicked.